Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on today's episode of the Word Podcast. In our last episode together, we were looking at the end of John chapter 10. And we saw that many were believing in Jesus. Now, the religious rulers were trying to kill him, right? <laughs> they were seeking to kill him. And they were trying to seize him. Verse 39 of chapter 10 said that they were seeking to seize him. But Jesus, again, eluded their grasp. And we saw that he went away again beyond the Jordan to the other side of the Jordan, where John was first baptizing. And he was staying there. And that a lot of people were coming to him, and they were hearing his words, and they were believing him. So that brings us to John chapter 11, okay? So uh, this is a, a story, an account <clears throat> that we're very familiar with, okay? And uh, I'm tempted to read the whole thing because it's 16 verses long, but I know we'll never get through it <laughs> today. So as we're going through it, you, you'll know the story, but I want us to uh, pay attention to some of the details as we're going along because I think there's some really marvelous things here. So what this is, it has to do with the death of Lazarus and Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. So John chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, in the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And so you, you see a couple things here. First of all, we learn from this passage later on that this is the Bethany, uh, that's the village a couple of miles outside of Jerusalem. Okay, not Bethany, across the Jordan where John was baptizing. So Jesus might have gone up there, but now we find him either coming from there into this place, or, or right now we just see him being, uh, the story being described in this place. So you have a family here. You have Mary and Martha, who are sisters, and you have Lazarus, their brother, and Lazarus is sick. Verse 2, it was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So it defines which Mary this is. You know, I don't remember how many there are. There's at least four, maybe five or six Marys. I don't remember the exact number. Four or five Marys, let's say, that we see uh, in Scripture. And so this is telling us which one it was. It's the one that anointed uh, Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair. Verse 3, So the sister sent word to him, to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love, is sick. And so uh, it gives us some insight to a relationship that Jesus had with his family. The sisters were very, very concerned about the brothers, so they sent word to Jesus, however long that took to get there. And we're going to find out that we're given some timing elements here. Okay, We're given a two-day timing element. We're given a four-day timing element. But we're not sure how long it was from the time that uh, the message was sent to Jesus, you know, when it actually got to him. I'll give us some things when we get to that, sort of what I think, but we're just simply uncertain. But we are certain of how they described Lazarus. He whom you love is sick. He whom you love is sick. That's the third verse. Down in the fifth verse, it says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So they acknowledge that Jesus loved Lazarus, and John, when he writes this, tells us that Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He loved them. And people say, well, yeah, he loved everybody. Yeah, but there's something significant about this. He had a very, very 
close relationship with his family. So again, verse 3, So the sister sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Verse 4, But when Jesus heard, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now he's saying this to his disciples who were with him. Okay? He was saying that to them, and likely to the messenger that brought it, whoever was around. Some interesting things about this, and again, I'm, we're sort of doing this from the perspective that we've had some encounter with the story, and we know what, what happened, okay? Notice what Jesus said. This sickness is not to end in death, or lead to death, or not unto death. It doesn't mean that Lazarus wasn't going to die. It does mean it wasn't going to end in death. And you say, oh, <coughs> you're just parsing the words and the phrases. Well, yeah, yeah, you pay attention to what the words are, okay? You pay attention to what's being said in the Scripture. But it's important because he's going to say some other things, which we'll get to either later in just a moment or in the next episode or two, because the disciples didn't know exactly what he was saying. But Jesus is giving more than hints. He's telling them forthright right here, but they're not hearing what he's saying. So again, he says, this sickness is not to end in death. But then he tells what's going to happen. But for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now think about that again. This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God. What is for the glory of God? But for the glory of God, the sickness. The sickness. You know, and we don't think this way. We don't usually act this way or react this way. That when a sickness comes, an illness or a disease or a trial, or a tribulation, or a troublesome time, or a problematic thing, or a horrific thing. Yet when these things come, it's usually later on to the process in the life of the believers that we eventually get to the point where we say, Lord, what is it about this that is going to bring glory to you? What is it about this that the Son of God may be glorified in it? But what Jesus is saying, and he knew because the Father would have told him at this point, at some time, Jesus knew, and he knew these things because the Father revealed it to him, that this sickness wasn't going to end in death, but the sickness was to where the glory of God could be revealed. He'd already uh, uh, told the disciples about this. Remember when the disciples asked him uh, about the blind man? And they said, Jesus, who is it that sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born this way, which still makes me chuckle every time I think about that. You know, did this man sin before he was conceived? Did this man sin in utero that he would be born this way? I mean, that was literally the default position. And he says, no, no, no. He said, it's the way God will be glorified and the Son of Man will be glorified. So now he's saying the same thing. This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God. So the glory of God was going to be revealed because of the sickness, because of what was happening in the life of Lazarus. Now, these last two verses will be done. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So we're seeing that he had a deep love for them. He had a deep affection for them. And what, what do you think would happen if, if he'd received word about this? You would think, oh, Lazarus is sick. Okay, let's go. Watch what he does, verse 6. So when he heard that he was sick, now notice how it's tied in, okay? He had a deep love for them. So when he heard that he was sick, 
He then stayed two days longer in a place where he was. You would think it would be. So he got up and he hopped on the donkey and he took off as fast as he could. Or, uh, or so he got up and he roused all the disciples and they left in the middle of the night to get there by morning, whatever. No, when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. And you say, well, that's not exactly the way that we would act or react. And that's true. Why did he do this? You, we are actually told later on in the account here, which we'll look at next couple of times, why he did this. But there's a bigger why with this. Remember, and Jesus is going to confirm all this later on in John. John's going to tell us that Jesus only did the things the Father told him to do, and he only spoke the things the Father told him to speak. And he only did those things in God's timing. So the Lord kept him back. The Most High God kept him back for a point and a purpose. There was a reason for it. We'll see that reason the next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you later.